Hi, and welcome to the Book of Rulebooks. My name is Mathieu Labrosse, and today I'll read to you Chapter 1, Spirit Island, a game designed by R. Eric Roos and published by Greater Than Games. You are powerful spirits of the natural world, existing on an isolated island. Invaders from beyond the known sea have recently begun their colonization of your island, killing the native islanders, the people called the Han, and upsetting the natural balance. The spirits of the island must grow in power and throw back the invaders before the island is blighted beyond hope of recovery. Gameplay Overview Spirit Island is a cooperative game for 1-4 players, where each player is a spirit of nature defending their island from invading colonists, who have little regard for the well-being of the land or its native inhabitants, the Dahan. Every turn, all spirits act simultaneously, employing powers to push the invaders back, bolster the island, and aid the Dahan. But the spirits start out small and limited, and will have to learn some new tricks in order to catch up to the rapidly expanding invaders whose actions, automated by the game, drive them to spread across the island and establish settlements, spreading blight in their path. To win, the spirits, with the help of the Dahan, must destroy the invaders and scare away any survivors. However, the game will end in defeat if the island is overrun by blight, if any spirits is destroyed completely, or if you act too slowly and fail to drive the invaders off before they become entrenched. Once you know this game, Spirit Island takes about 90 to 120 minutes to play, slightly shorter for games with 1 to 2 players, slightly longer for games with 4. How to read this rulebook. The rules are divided into three major sections, game setup, sequence of play, and game concepts. Read game setup first. Then, read sequence of play and game concepts in the order that best suits your learning style. Sequence of play will introduce you to the overall game structure, while game concept drills down into individual game mechanics. First time players. Spirit Island is a complex game with many moving parts. The first time or two you play, you should choose a low complexity spirit, so either lightning swift strike, vital strength of the earth, river surges in sunlight, or shadows flicker like flames. And also, take the power progression card for your spirit set aside all the minor and major powers listed on the card. During the game, when you gain a new power card, add the next power cards on the list to your hand instead of using the standard method. If everyone is playing the game for the first time, also, don't use a blight card. Instead, use the preprinted blight space on the board. And also, don't use an adversary or a scenario. They increase difficulty and add additional rules. Whenever your group is ready for a more challenging game, we recommend the Kingdom of Brendan Prussia as good first adversary. It mostly modifies setup rather than introducing new rules. The Kingdoms of England and Sweden involve more fundamental changes to how the invaders work. Game Setup For most games of Spirit Island, setup proceeds as below. However, when setting up Spirit Island using an adversary and or scenario, Select them first, as they can change how the game is set up. Invader Board To set up the Invader Board, 1. Place the Invader Board on one side of the play area. 2. Put 4 Fear Markers per player in the Fear Pool, which is located at the top of the Invader Board. 3. Shuffle the Fear Cards and put 9 on the Fear Deck Space. Put the Terror Level 3 Divider 3 cards from the bottom and the Terror Level 2 Divider 3 cards above that, so the deck is divided into 3 groups of 3 cards each. 4. Make the Invader deck and put it on the Invader board on the Explorer action space. And 5. Take a random Blight card and place it on top of the Blight space on the board, Healthy Island, side up, without looking at the back. If you are looking at a Blight card, use the Blight instructions printed on the Invader board instead. Place the shown amount of Blight onto the card. The Island and Supply To set up the island, randomly pick one island board per player and arrange them to form the island. Then, populate the island boards with Invaders, the Han, and Blight, the Blight comes from the box, not the Blight card, as indicated by the icons in each land. Then, to set up the supply, shuffle the minor and major power decks. Put them near the board with room for each deck to have a discard pile. Put the energy, cities, towns, explorers, 
and the Dahan near the board. Make sure all players can reach them. You may need multiple piles. Player Setup Each player takes all spirit presence in single turn effect markers of one color, then chooses a spirit by taking a spirit panel and its four unique power cards, which is their starting hand. New players should choose a low complexity spirit and take its power progression card as described earlier. Each player starts on a different island board and follows setup instructions on the back of their spirit panel. This always includes putting presents into one or more lands on their starting board. Some spirits have additional instructions. Once the game begins, spirits are not restricted to play only on their starting board. Presents and powers may be placed or used on any board. Players then flip their spirit panels and place all remaining presents onto the dashed circles on their present tracks. The leftmost numbers with solid circles remains uncovered. Making the Invader Deck The Invader Deck is 12 cards, 3 Stage 1 cards on top, then 4 Stage 2 cards, and then 5 Stage 3 cards on the bottom. Mix up the cards from each stage and choose without looking at them, putting unused cards back in the box. The game comes with 4 stage 1 cards, 5 stage 2 cards, and 6 stage 3 cards, so you can just remove one of each. Invader starting action. To finalize setup, the invaders take an initial action. Reveal the top card of the invader deck. The invaders explore that land type. Then, place that card face up in the build action space. Sequence of play. Each turn has the following phases. 1. Spirit phase. 2. Fast power phase. 3. Invader phase. 4. Slow power phase. And 5. The time passes. Players play simultaneously within each phase, conferring as they wish. Table talk is not just allowed, it's likely necessary for victory. The urgency of war. Some spirits are inclined to take a long time choosing power cards, perhaps several centuries in the case of slow-moving earth spirits. But the threat of the invader forbids the luxury of infinite time. Any player may place a limit on the time available to complete the spirit phase. This can be done by using a timer, setting a condition, for example, when I get back, we start, or any other means desired. Of course, as this is a cooperative game, it behooves you to not be too draconian. Who decides? When the game calls for a decision, for example, where Blade Cascades to, which invaders to do damage to, etc., and it's not specified who makes it, what do you do? If the decision springs from a power, the spirit using the power makes the decision. For other situations, players should try to come to a consensus. But in the rare event that an agreement is not possible, for example, for decisions about within the land, each spirit makes choices regarding the lands of their starting board. For other cases, the game owner, organizer, makes the call. The spirit phase. Each spirit does three things in the following order. First, grow. Choose one option, unless stated otherwise, next to growth at the upper right of the spirit panel. Each section is a single choice. You must do everything shown, but may choose the order. Second, gain energy. Gain an amount of energy equal to the highest uncovered number on your energy presence track. Place any gained energy on or near your spirit panel. And third, play and pay for power cards. Select the power cards, fast and slow, that you will use this turn. The maximum number of power cards you can play each turn is the highest uncovered number on the card play's presence track, even if you have enough energy to pay for more. You must immediately pay energy for all power cards played, even slow ones. Likewise, you immediately gain all elements from played power cards, even if the power effects are slow. Do not resolve the effects of the power cards yet. The Fast Power Phase Players resolve fast powers, both innate powers printed on their spirit panel and power cards they played. Power resolution can be done mostly simultaneously. When timing becomes important, powers may be resolved in whatever order the players want to, so long as no power interrupts another partway through. 
If a player discovers they do not want to use a power's text effect or cannot use it, they may choose to skip it entirely. Sometimes, a power card will be worth playing purely for its elements. You cannot delay using a fast power until the slow phase, even if you want to. Use it now or forego it. The Invader Phase The Invader Phase has the following parts. First, Blighted Island, once it's appropriate. The second is Fear. The third are the Invader Actions, which are split into three. The first part being Ravage, the second being Build, and the third being Explore. Finally, the fourth part of the Invader Phase is the Advanced Invader Cards. The first part of the Invader Phase, Blighted Island. If the Blight card has flipped to the Blighted Island, follow the instructions there. If you have trouble remembering to do this, put a Blight from the box onto the Fear space as a reminder. The second part, Fear. If any Fear cards have been earned, pick up the whole face down stack, flip it over and resolve the cards one at a time in the order they were earned. Then discard them to the Fear discard space on the board. Use only the effect listed next to the current terror level. This could be higher than when the card was earned. Fear effect lasts only for the current turn. The third part of the invader phase, the invader actions. The invader board has three different action spaces, ravage, build, and explore. The invader card in an action space determines which land will be affected by that action. If there is no invader card in that space, no action is taken. The first invader actions is Ravage. Look at the invader card in the Ravage action space on the invader board, if any. The invaders Ravage in each land of the shown type only. First, invaders deal damage to the land and the Dahan. Then, any surviving Dahan fight back. Wherever there are invaders in the shown land, invaders deal damage one per explorer, two per town, and three per city. Damage is done both to the land and the Han. Invaders damage the land. If two or more damage is dealt, add a blight to the land. This only happens once, no matter how much damage is dealt. Partial damage to the land is ignored. Invaders fight the Han. Every two points of damage destroys one Dahan. You must destroy Dahan as efficiently as possible. You cannot disperse damage among multiple Dahan to avoid killing them. If a Dahan is dealt one damage, turn it over to show that it is damaged. Any surviving damaged Dahan will recover at the end of the turn. After invader damage has been fully resolved in a land, any surviving Dahan there fight back. Each Dahan deals two damage to the invaders. The Dahan will fight back even if the Ravaging Invaders deal no damage, due, for example, to defend powers. But not if the Ravage action has been skipped or stopped from happening altogether. Spirit Presence does not fight back as Invaders do not directly attack the Spirits. The second Invader action is Build. Look at the Invader card in the Build action space on the Invader board. The invaders build in each land of the shown type only. Wherever there are invaders in the specified type of land, they add either one city or one town. If the land has more towns than cities, add a city. You are not upgrading the towns, you are adding a new city from the supply. In all other cases, add a town. Do not build in lands without invaders. The third invader action is explore. Turn the top card of the invader deck face up. Invaders explore in accessible lands of the shown type only, venturing forth from towns and cities or approaching from the ocean. If the card has a flag icon and you are playing with an adversary, first perform the escalation effect. If there is no card to turn up, time is run out and you lose. Add an explorer to every land of the shown type which either contains a town or a city, or is adjacent to a town, city, or an ocean. No matter how many sources are in or adjacent to an explored land, you only add one explorer. Explorers are added directly from the supply, not moved around the board. Remember, 
Ravage, Build, and Explore affect only the land types shown on their cards. Ravage and Build actions only affect lands that have invaders. Explore only affects lands adjacent to a source of invaders. Stage 2 Escalation Most Stage 2 cards have a flag icon. Its effect depends on your adversary. If you're playing without an adversary, ignore the flag icons. Escalation effects happen as soon as the card is revealed, before Explore, unless the adversary states otherwise. Some may make changes to how the upcoming Explorer works. The fourth part of the Invader phase, Advance Invader cards. After Explore, slide all of the Invader cards left. Move the Ravage card to the Discard, the Build card to the Ravage space, and the Explore card to the Build space, so that next turn they will Ravage where they built this turn, and Build where they explored this turn. The Slow Power phase. Players resolve slow powers, which may be either innate powers printed on their spirit panel or power cards they played. This works just like the fast power phase, explained earlier. Time passes. This is the wrap-up phase at the end of each turn. First, discard. Players discard all their power cards played this turn into their personal discard piles. Damage and elements clear. All elements go away. All damage done during the turn goes away. If you turned any piece on their side to note partial damage, turn them back. If you're using the reminder tokens for single turn effects, make sure to remove those at this time. Fear earned through fear effects. Most fear effects do not cause more fear. They remove invaders rather than damaging or destroying them. However, there are exceptions. If you do earn a new fear card this way, put it at the bottom of the stack of cards you're currently resolving. Effects of Blight First, Cascading. Whenever you add Blight to a land, if that land already has a Blight, you must also add a Blight to one adjacent land. If that adjacent land also already has a Blight, it cascades again from there, and so forth. Second, Presence. Adding Blight to a land destroys one presence from each spirit in that land. Remember, destroyed presence is removed from play, set next to the island, and not returned to the spirit panels. Victory and Defeat At the start of the game, the invaders are at terror level 1. They're not afraid of the island, and probably aren't even aware of the spirit's existence. To win, you need to completely clear the island of invaders. As you earn fear cards, you will reach new terror levels with easier victory conditions. You win immediately anytime you meet the current victory condition. As mentioned, you start off with the terror level 1, which requires you to have no invaders on the island. The second terror level requires you to have no towns or cities on the island. The third terror level requires you to have no cities on the island. And finally, there is a terror level victory which gives you an immediate victory. In the rare case that a single power card or other effect causes you to both win and lose, you win a sacrifice victory. You are destroyed, but the island, the Dahan, and many other spirits survive. You can lose three ways. Either by too much blight, if the last blight comes off of the blight card, you follow the instruction there, which are often you lose. Second, a spirit is destroyed. If any spirit has no presence left on the island, you lose. And third, if time runs out. If you need to draw an invader card, let's say to explore, but the invader deck is empty, you lose. Fear and Terror Fear is generated by spirit powers with the fear symbol and by destruction, either directly by an effect or by damage. Destroying a town generates one fear, and destroying a city generates two fear. Fear terrifies the invaders as a whole. For each fear generated, advance one fear marker from the fear pool on the invader board to the generated fear area, which is located beneath it. When all the fear markers have advanced, move the top card of the fear deck face down into the earned fear cards area. If this reveals a terror level divider, move it to cover the old terror level, which starts at level 1, pre-printed on the board.
move the fear markers back to the fear pool. If you have leftover fear earning a card, move that many fear markers to the generated fear area. Cards in the earn fear card space are flipped and resolved during the next invader phase. Like powers, effects of fear cards last for the current turn only, unless they change the board in some way. After each fear card is resolved, move it to the fear discard space. When you reveal a new terror level divider, the new terror level and victory conditions takes place immediately, so you might win instantly. Boards and Lands The game is played with one island board per player, laid out to make an island. Each island board is divided into eight numbered lands with exactly two of each terrain, which are Jungle, Mountain, Sands, and Wetland. Most pieces only affect other pieces in the same land unless explicitly specified. Two lands are adjacent when they touch, even if they're not on the same island board or meet only at a corner. Each board also shows a swath of ocean to indicate which lands are readily accessible by sea. Lands adjacent to ocean are coastal. Lands not adjacent to the ocean are inland. The other island borders are rocky cliffs and do not count as coastal. The ocean itself is not a land and is not in play. The reverse side of each island board shows a thematic map that can be used to play once you're more familiar with the game. Presence and Sacred Sites Spirit Presence marks the lands a spirit occupies. Lands with your presence are sometimes referred to as your lands. If your presence is ever destroyed, for example, by invaders blighting the land, it is removed and put next to the island. If any spirit ever has no presence left on the island, the players immediately lose. A land can hold any number of presents from any number of spirits. Game effect which do things with presents, such as move it or destroy it, always affect presence on the island unless they say otherwise. A spirit's sacred sites are in any land where that spirit has more than one presence. Some powers can only be used from these places of focused influence. Energy and card plays. Spirits affect things on the island by playing power cards from their hand. A spirit can play whichever cards they like each turn, limited by two things. First, they can only play as many cards as they have card plays available, which is the highest revealed number on the card plays presence track. Also, they must have enough energy to pay for the cards they play. Every turn, each spirit gains energy equal to the highest revealed amount on their energy per turn presence track. Unspent energy carries over to the next turn. Energy is individual and cannot be transferred between spirits. Card plays are also individual and cannot be shared with other spirits. Unused card plays do not carry over to future turns. A card's energy cost is in the circle in the top left corner of the card. Energy can be gained from growth options or the energy per turn presence track on the spirit panel. There are a few common growth options. For example, adding a presence to the board, gaining energy, gaining a power card, or reclaiming all power cards from your personal discard pack, returning them to your hand. Moving presence. It is rarely relevant, but whenever you would add presence, you may choose to instead move one of your presence already on the board. So, if you manage to get all of your presence into play, you can still reposition it. Elemental thresholds. Innate powers have elemental thresholds, meaning they can only be used on turns you have all the required elements. Elements are never spent, only checked. Elements from power cards do not persist from turn to turn. You have them as long as the power card is in play. Spirits. Each spirit has a spirit panel with growth, presence track, and innate powers, as well as four unique power cards. Anatomy of a spirit panel. The spirit panels comprise of several parts. First, the spirit name. Second, an art, which is an image of the spirit. Third, a backstory, which is the story and history of the spirit. Fourth, a setup, which is the initial presence placements and any special instructions. Five, a play style and complexity, so which is a brief description of the spirit's strategy and comparison of its strength and weaknesses as well as a summary of powers. Now on the front of the spirit panel, you have the special rules, 
which are any rules that work differently for this spirit, the growth options, which are the spirit's option for regathering of strength, reaching out to new lands, and learning new powers. When a spirit chooses a growth option, they will select one section and take all of the actions indicated in it, unless specified otherwise. Then, you will find presence tracks. Each spirit panel contains two presence tracks. The top one is energy gain per turn, and the bottom one is card plays. To start, all but the leftmost space on each track is covered by presence. When placing presence on the island, you can choose which track to take it from, but always take it from left to right. As you remove presence from each track, you reveal progressively greater benefits. Removing presence from the top track grants you more energy each turn, while removing presence from the bottom track allows you to play more power cards each turn. Spirits use only the highest reveal number on the tracks for their energy or card plays. These benefits are not additive. Note, destroyed presence is removed from play, not returned to the panel. Some spirits have a reclaim one space. While this space is revealed, the spirit may return one power card to their hand anytime during the spirit phase, letting them go longer before having to take a reclaim all growth option. The ability can be used the turn it is revealed. Some spirits have bonus elements on their presence track. These constantly provide one of the shown elements for as long as the space is revealed. A space marked with any grants one element each turn. The spirit may choose which element they get at any time, but they cannot change it until next turn. And finally, innate powers. These powers are free powers that can be triggered using elements. Unless explicitly specified, innate powers never cost energy or use card plays. Like all powers, they target a single land or spirit, unless explicitly stated otherwise. Invaders the invaders have begun to colonize your island. While not specifically aiming to exterminate you, their colonization and taming of the land has upset the natural balance. The goal of the game is to drive off the invaders by meeting the victory condition of the current terror level. As more invaders learn to fear you, the victory conditions will get easier. Invaders in a land do not automatically harm spirit presence or the Han there. Invaders harm things only when ravaging, each type of invader has a specified health. To destroy an invader, you must deal damage that meets or exceeds its health in one turn. Some effects also destroy invaders regardless of damage or health. There are three types of invaders, explorers, towns, and cities. A land containing any number of these is a land with invaders. The number of invaders is not limited by the supply of pieces. In the unlikely case that you run out, Use three energy tokens as three of this piece markers. Explorers. Explorers represent invaders willing to travel into uncharted wilderness. They're the ones mapping expeditions and are the very boldest of homesteaders. They have one health and deal one damage during ravage. Towns. Towns represent homesteads and small frontier settlements. They have two health and deal two damage during ravage. Towns act as a source of explorers when invaders explore. Cities. Cities are the largest and most pernicious type of invader piece. They have three health and deal three damage during ravage. Cities act as a source of explorers when invaders explore. Destroying towns and cities affects the invader's morale. Whenever a town is destroyed, it generates one fear. Whenever a city is destroyed, it generates two fear. Tracking damage. Town and city models are designed to help you track how much damage will destroy them. Cities take three damage to destroy. You can remember this by counting the number of individual buildings on the model's base, which is three, as it stands upright. A city laid down where it has one building has taken one damage. And a city that is laid down on the side with two buildings has taken two damage. For the towns, it takes two damage to destroy them. The model has two buildings to remind you of this. Any town that is put on its side has taken one damage. When a piece has taken damage equal to or exceeding its health, it is destroyed. 
return it to the supply and earn one fear for a town or two fear for a city. At the end of each turn, when time passes, damage clears and all models are reset. Blight. Invaders slowly but inexorably blight the land. A certain amount of blight is normal in nature, such as damage from a forest fire, but too much would overwhelm the island. When you add blight to the island during play, take it from the blight card, which starts healthy side up, or blight space on the invader board. If you remove blight from the island, return it to the blight card. If you run out of blight on the card, follow its instructions, either lose or flip the card over and do what it says on the reverse. Flip blight cards do not flip back. The island cannot heal from blighted to healthy within the time span of the game. After setup, whenever you add blight to a land, including when blight cascades, two bad things happen. First, destroy presence. In that land, destroy one presence from each spirit with presence there. Destroyed presence is placed next to the island, not returned to the spirit panels. And second, cascade. If the land already had any blight, also add one blight to any one adjacent land. If that adjacent land also has blight, it will then cascade again from there. The Dahan. The Dahan are the native human inhabitants of Spirit Island. They coexist well with the land and the spirits. They also aren't too thrilled about the invaders' colonization, but are wary of initiating violence. Each island board starts with six Dahan pieces. Population growth in the game's time span occurs only with a few powers which grant blessings of health, fertility, and good harvest. The number of Dahan is not limited by the supply of pieces. Dahan only attack invaders when a spirit power prompts them to do so, or when attacked themselves. After invaders ravage a land, any surviving Dahan in that land each deal 2 damage to the invaders in that land. Each Dahan has 2 health meaning they are destroyed by 2 damage from invaders. Damage from spirits does not hurt the Han, although some spirit powers cause the Han casualties as a terrible side effect. Powers Spirits affect the game using powers, which are either power cards or innate powers printed on a spirit panel. Innate powers function similarly to power cards, except they are automatically available every turn, i.e. they do not use card plays, and requires having certain elements rather than spending energy. Anatomy of Powers 1. Energy Cost 2. A Name 3. The Elements Gain, for power cards only. So there are 8 elements, which are Sun, Moon, Fire, Air, Water, Earth, Plant, an animal. When you play a power card, you gain the elements shown. Some powers have extra effects if you have gained specific elements. Elements do not carry over from turn to turn. You gain elements the moment you pay for a power card, regardless of whether the power is fast or slow, and they go away as soon as it leaves play, usually during time passes. 4. A speed. Fast powers resolve their effects before the invader phase, while slow powers resolve their effects afterward. Power cards also show their speed by a red or blue ring around the energy costs. 5. A range. How many lands away from your present this power can reach. This is a maximum. You can always use a shorter range. A range of 0 means a land where you have presence. Some powers have limitations on what sort of land you can use them from such as only from a sacred site or only from a specific terrain. These are shown left of the range icon. 6. A target, so what land type this power can affect. Most powers can target any type of land, but some are restricted by terrain, what's in the land, or whether it's coastal or inland. Powers always target one single land unless explicitly stated. Some powers target a spirit instead of a land. 7. The effects, for power cards only, so this is what the power does. All effects take place in the single target land unless explicitly stated otherwise. Perform effects in order, skipping any that cannot be followed. Effects that do not change anything on the board, such as invaders do not build in target land, last only for the current turn. And finally 8. An elemental threshold. 
So these are optional effects which may only be used if the spirit has gained certain elements this turn. The required elements are not used up. The threshold is simply a check to see if they're in play. For instance, a spirit with two water in play could meet any number of thresholds requiring two water. You may always resolve a power as if you had fewer elements than you actually do. If you meet more than one threshold under a power, do each of them in order from top to bottom. One exception to this is if a threshold says instead it replaces the effects of previous levels. General principle, do as much as you can. When resolving a power's effect, do as much as you can. If one part does not apply or cannot be done, skip it and do the rest. The only targeting restrictions are those in the target bar. General principle, you can skip using a power's effect. If you cannot or do not want to use a power you've played, perhaps the board situation has changed, you're allowed to skip its effect entirely as if it had a blank text box. If it was a power card, you don't get your energy back, but you do still get to use the elements granted by the card. Similarly, when resolving a power threshold, you may act as if you had fewer elements than you really do to avoid hitting thresholds. General principle, one land, one turn, one use. Unless a power explicitly says otherwise, it only affects one single target land. So destroy up to three explorers will let you destroy up to three explorers in the same land, not in multiple different lands. If a power has multiple effects, they all apply to the same land. Also, it only affects the current turn. The Hun have three plus health, or invaders do not ravage in target land, affect this turn only, not the rest of the game. Any permanent changes to the game will be represented by changes to a board, pieces leaving, fear markers moving, etc. And also, it can only be used once this turn. You cannot choose to pay for a power card twice and use it twice. Innate powers only trigger once even if you have twice as many elements as you need. If something makes a slow power fast, you only get to use it during the fast phase, not both. Single turn effects. A few powers have temporary effects on the land, such as invader skip all actions. There are reminder tokens you can use to mark those lands for the turn if you want. Just remember to remove them at the end of the turn. Gaining power cards. You will usually gain new power cards via growth, but some powers effects can grant them. New power cards always go into your hand. Whenever you're told to gain a power card, Choose whether you're gaining a minor or major power. Draw four cards from that deck. If you need to, reshuffle the deck's discard pile. Then, keep one drawn power card in your hand. Discard the others into the discard pile for that deck. After you gain a major power, you must forget, so permanently lose, one of your power cards. Put the forgotten power cards into the discard pile of its deck. Place it under your spirit panel if it's one of your unique powers. If you're playing with a power progression, instead of drawing 4 and keeping 1, simply take the next card in your progression. What power cards can I forget? Any of your cards. From your hand, your discard, or, if you somehow gain a major power mid-turn, from your cards in play. It can even be the major power you just chose. If you forget a power card from play, you immediately lose the elements it provided, and if you haven't used it yet, you don't get to. If you already used it, its effect continue until end of turn as usual. Power and fear effects. Damage, destruction, and removal. Some effects remove invaders, representing them fleeing in terror. Return to specified pieces to the supply. Some replace invaders. First, you remove the invader, then you put something else in its place. A replaced invader keeps any damage it had. More power destroy invaders outright. Return the specified pieces to the supply. Destroying a town generates one fear, and destroying a city generates two fear, but removing or replacing does not. Whenever a power or other effect says damage, it always means damage to invaders, unless explicitly specified otherwise. When dealing damage, it is done to any invader in that land, divided among them however you choose. 
If an invader has taken damage equal to or greater than its health, it is destroyed immediately. Damage may be combined from multiple powers. Damage hurts invaders. Invaders are not the only recipient of damage. In Spirit Island, the land and the Han can take damage from invaders ravaging, but the overwhelmingly majority of damage in the game is done to invaders. Anytime a power, fear cards, or other game rule does damage, it always means damage to invaders, unless explicitly specified otherwise. Most spirit powers do not harm the land or the Han. Damage Tokens There are no tokens in Spirit Island for tracking damage. Instead, the models are built to be rotated to help track damage done to them. Fear from Destruction Whenever you destroy a city or a town, via damage or otherwise, it frightens the invaders. You generate two fear for each city destroyed and one fear for each town destroyed. If you remove or replace a city or a town, it does not generate this automatic fear. Defend Some powers let you defend a target land, which reduces damage done by invaders to the land and or the Han. Defend to means, whenever the invaders deal damage to target land or the Han there this turn, reduce the total amount of damage they do by 2. If multiple defend effects are used in one land, they add together. Defend effects last for the entire turn. There are optional tokens you can use to help you remember that a land is defended this turn. Removing Blight When you remove Blight from the island, return it to the Blight card on whichever side it's currently face-up. The Blight card will not flip from Blighted back to healthy during the time span of the game, no matter how much Blight you remove. Gather and Push some powers tell you to gather things into the target land. This means move that many things into the target land from lands adjacent to it. Gather only pulls things in from adjacent lands. Boosts to a power's range do not affect gathering distance. Other power tells you to push things from target land. This is the exact reverse of gather. It means move that many things out of the target land to adjacent lands. Push only sends things one land away. Boosts to a power's range do not affect pushing distance. If pushing multiple things, they may go to different lands, or not, as you wish. You can only push into a valid land, not off the board or into the ocean. Repeat. Repeating a power lets you activate its effect again. It does not give you elements again, since you gain elements for putting a power card in play and not for using its effect, and repeats cannot be chained, so ignore any repeat effects on repeated powers. The repeated power is slow or fast, whichever the original power is. Here are some additional fine points. Changes to a power carry over to the repeat use. For instance, if a power is made fast or given additional range, that also applies to the repeat. You may make different choices when repeating a power. If a repeat specifies where to use it, obey those instructions, instead of the usual range and target restrictions. Otherwise, you can choose any valid target by the usual rules, including the same target as its first use. And finally, repeating a power card does not count as playing another power card. Here are a few tips and tricks for streamlining gameplay. As you play power cards, Put the required energy on top of them. This will help you remember to pay for them. When you resolve a power card, you can push it forward or turn it sideways to note that it has been used. Don't discard it until end of turn, because you may be making use of its element for innate powers. When you resolve a fear effect that affects an invader action, such as defend two in all lands, place it atop the affected invader card so you don't forget to apply it. Every board has exactly two lands of each terrain. Knowing this can make it easier to search out all lands of a particular terrain. When resolving invader actions, be clear about which player is handling what, so you don't accidentally double explore, build, or ravage. Some groups have each player manage the invader actions on their starting board. 
This can help new players understand how the invaders act. During setup, once you've put blights on the blight card and the island, return the rest of the blight to the box. This prevents accidentally taking blight from or returning blight to the wrong place. It's easy to access the box a single time when the island becomes blighted. When coordinating with your fellow spirits, trying to remember every detail of what every player is doing is a recipe for overload. It can be much more fruitful to focus on objectives, diving into details only when necessary. Some players enjoy the game with a very analytical and carefully planned style, while others prefer very fast and loose, good enough play. The game works either way, or anywhere in between, but both extreme at the same table can cause frustration. Try to make sure everyone is on the same page regarding time taken. Whoops, you suddenly realize that for the past 4 turns, you've been using a power card on lands it can't actually target. What to do? The answer is, don't sweat it. Especially on your first play or two, you'll likely make minor mistakes here and there. They're unlikely to break anything, the game will just be slightly easier or harder. So long as everyone's having fun, it's all good, there's no need to try and rewind and fix things. Just take note of what the correct rule is and use it going forward. Gameplay Options Solo Player Mode Solo games work much like normal games, but with a single board as the whole island. The only difference is that you can target yourself with powers that specifically target another spirit, though you do not gain extra benefits for powers that are better when used on another spirit, like Gift of Consistency or Elemental Boon. Also, the luck of the draw is high, and you have no fellow spirits to compensate for your spirit's weaknesses and limitations. Adversaries Adversaries are specific colonizing powers from the world of Spirit Island. Including an adversary in a game is optional, but doing so adds an additional layer of depth and strategy to the game. Be sure to choose your foe before setup begins, as some may change the rules of setup. The adversary panel specifies an escalation effect, which is performed when the escalation icon is revealed on stage 2 invader cards. Some adversaries also include additional loss condition. These two rules are the base level of an adversary, providing a small difficulty boost. From there, each adversary offers multiple increased difficulty levels, indicated by the number on the left. All listed game effects are cumulative. If you're fighting versus level 3, you also use the effects from level 1 and 2. Some adversaries modify the invader actions. There are reminder tiles to put below the invader action spaces on the invader board to remind you that the rules for those actions are modified. Fear cards. As the difficulty increases, reaching higher tier levels becomes harder. Each level shows how many fear cards to use and how many cards go in the top, middle, and bottom of the fear deck. The base game includes three adversaries. First one is the Kingdom of Brandenburg, Prussia. Excellent first adversary with few new rules. Most of the changes occur during game setup. The speed is the name of the game. The invaders do everything at a faster tempo. Cards with two land types come up much earlier, often before the spirits have had time to prepare. This adversary is notably harder for spirits which need substantial time to develop. Then. The Kingdom of England. Buildings, buildings, and more buildings. England sends so many immigrants that the colonies spill over into unexplored lands. It doesn't start out fast, but constantly pushes its border forward. They will push hard to found a capital during stage 2. England is notably easier for spirits good at wrecking towns. And this adversary is notably harder for spirits which rely on moving or killing explorers to prevent invaders' build. And third is the Kingdom of Sweden. Sweden's ravages are more dangerous than most, with advanced military tactics and a large population interested in farming and mining. The Crown's policies favor assimilating the Dahan where possible, though these efforts will only work where invader population is large. 
This adversary is notably easier for spirits which can prevent ravages. A note regarding setup. The Kingdom of Sweden can add blight during setup. Blight added during setup does not cascade or destroy spirit's presence. Scenarios. Scenarios change a situation the spirits find themselves in, or the capabilities of the spirits. They may involve different victory conditions or additional prerequisites for the standard victory condition, in addition to other rules changed. All scenarios have a number in the upper right corner that denotes their difficulty rating on a scale from 0, from no change, to 10, which is insanely difficult. Playing with scenarios is optional. You may play a game with an adversary and a scenario, or just one or the other. If rules changes from a scenario and an adversary contradict each other, the scenario takes precedence. Thematic map. The reverse side of each island board shows an alternate map. These maps represent the canonical spirit island and prioritize theme more highly than the front balance sides. Land types cluster together, wet terrains tend to be on the windward side of mountains, etc. The thematic boards are intended for experienced players, both because finding terrains at a glance is harder with the more realistic art style, and because some of the changes made the game more difficult. More lands per board, clustered terrains, more starting invaders, etc. Thematic board setup. The thematic boards have a fixed layout relative to each other. You can use any of them that you want, but for the definitive geography at each player count, use northeast at one player count, use west and east, touching on the side opposite the ocean at two players, use west and east as above, plus northeast above east at three players, and use west, east, northwest, and northeast in the usual four-player layout. Some lands overlap slightly onto other boards. A land is always considered to be on the board where its land number and setup icons are. Ignore any unattached land fragments. They aren't in play. Some lands have setup icons for tokens from branch and claw expansion. Ignore them when playing with just the core game. Illustrations of spirits, rivers, and wildfires are flavor and do not alter gameplay. Scoring. If you'd like to score your games, to compare your group's performance across gameplay, score as below. Victory. Score 5 times difficulty, plus 10 bonus for winning, plus 2 per invader card remaining in the deck. For a defeat. Score 2 times difficulty, plus 1 per invader card not in the deck so both in the discard and face-up under invader actions. And for victory or defeat, plus one per X living Dahan and minus one per X blight on the island, where X is the number of players in the game. And that was chapter one of the Book of Rulebooks, Spirit Island, a game designed by R. Eric Roos and published by Greater Than Games. Stay tuned for chapter 2, where we'll go over the rules of Under Falling Skies. My name was Matthew Labos, and thank you very much for listening. We'll see you in chapter 2.